reaching. When I say reach, I'm talking flagrant. <laughs> flagrant. Right, this is the first time recording like this. Yeah. See how it goes. Yeah, but we're back, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. Of it's on. It's on us podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, you can't see nothing now. Wow, how'd you do that? All right. Because that works. So, episode ninety nine. Ninety nine problems today. But the podcast ain't one. Oh, today, from my left to my right, I got the one and only Mr. Osh Blair. Yo yo. Then I got yeah that guy, Mr. Schrader. What's up? Then I got the one and only nephew. Got the one and only Mr. Cliff. Hey, hey. And then a very special guest, mm-hmm. a local Lorraine native, Mr. Dominic Price. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Welcome to the show, sir. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for you guys having me. Oh, no problem. So, Ash is the, was the first gentleman that recommended you for the show. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually introduced me to you from your business card. Okay. Because when he was starting his brand, mm-hmm. he, he showed me his business card. I was like, I like it. I'm like... I like it too because it was so simple, yeah. simple and like classic and it had good material. I think that's what it showed me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, so can we just start off like how, how did you come up with a business card like that? Well, maybe uh, maybe start off with what business do you do? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah something like that. Not a business card. Yeah. I'm right? sorry, I was infatuated with this <laughs> well, business like card. The American Psycho over there. Do you have one? <laughs> right that's like a side yeah. question. <laughs> like, what is his business? Hey, what do you his, What do you do? He is a media group owner. Jesus Christ, can you let him? I'm sorry. Ooh. 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 Visual for everybody. Oh, that's a sexy card. Transparent. I like that. Oh, Oh, this this was actually. First one you did? First one. Oh, you got the prototypes? So the logo was different. Had a camera. Um, I initially started out as First 24 Photography, but then. that was when I just trademarked my my brand name itself, and then uh, when I went to officially do like a LLC for the brand, I'm like, at the end of the day, I knew I was gonna expand more than just photography. So then I just thought bigger and changed it to media group. Mm, nice, nice. That is reminiscent to what we did, sort of. Uh, yeah. We started as a podcast, and then. Uh, Jacob, he wanted to do like like branch out a little more, so he's now doing like beer reviews with another friend of ours, and we're having another podcast production soon. And these guys are going to be doing their own thing, so it's like not just it's on us podcast. It was like a, okay, let's do more than that. Indeed. So, what exactly birthed your uh, whole business idea? Like, what what did you do? Like one day, like what woke you up? I didn't want to work for the man. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's everybody. <laughs> I, I, feel I feel that. No, but uh, pretty much it stemmed from um, just early, my early childhood. I was around uh, pretty much entrepreneurs. So okay. my grandfather, uh, he was, he worked at Ford, but he also did um, just side jobs on the side. So mm-hmm. me, I want to say at that time, I'm like four or five years old. I was always on his hip. So I personally knew, like, if I helped my grandfather, he was going to get me Hardee's. Like, back in the day, Hardee's mm-hmm. used to be on 28th Street. I was obsessed with it. Yeah, <laughs> he, he gave me uh, Hardee's or um, Long John Silver. Okay. So, oh, he had, I was a cheap employee. He paid me with food. But oh, yeah. <laughs> it was like one of those things of, uh, you know, painting houses or uh, cutting grass with them. And, yeah, that, that was my mentor. Uh, from that time being, because my, my father was incarcerated until I was five. 
So like that was my father figure before my father, you know, stepped back into my life. Right. But um, knowing that, but then also seeing my father's struggles with uh, work, that kind of, you know, stemmed or birthed mm -hmm. that idea of me wanting to be an entrepreneur myself. Right. Because uh, what was it? My I, I witnessed my dad. He worked he worked for a job for seven years and then they just shut down. And then um, he worked for another company in Elyria for 11 years, and then they just shut down. Mm. So, um, you know, just seeing seeing how he had to make adjustments to his life, and then, you know, going in that relationship with my wife. At the time, she was my girlfriend. And I was like, hey, I just want to let you know I'm never going to work the factory gig. Like, not not knocking anybody that's in that right. field. No it's, not, it's not for you. Yeah, just for myself. Like, just seeing that and knowing that uh, they can tell my father to not come was one of those things where I was like, you know what? I'm going to figure it out, and then I'm going to grind and build my own stuff. So that's where it originally started from. Okay, and at what age were you when, you know, you told her that? But I've been back 10 years, so yeah, I was like 20, 23, 24. Ooh, a young age. Like, yeah. That's not. You said, you know what? <clears throat> this ain't working out for me. Yeah, that's usually <laughs> not too far removed from college or anything, you know what I mean? Versus going into the workforce, you're like, no, I'm working for myself. Like, yeah. And, and in between those two, like, I, I got a big passion with the community. Mm -hmm. So I worked with, um, uh, the Boys and Girls Club. Nice. And then I also worked with the uh, Lorain County Urban League. So it was just outreach. Outreach is a, a true thing for me. Right. And um, I'm glad also that being an entrepreneur gives me that flexibility to still do and give back to the community when I desire to as well. Because if I'm not mistaken, you just got you just got a contract or you're going to do the Elyria Mini Football League? Yeah, so... The Mini Pioneers? Yeah, so uh, in December, I had... You know um, about Elyria. <laughs> <laughs> That's where he's from, so... Yeah, Shut yeah, up! Jacob's from Elyria. Oh, yeah. he, he doesn't I like to, like, really Lorraine. say that, like, out loud, but he, you know, just makes up, little hints at it. I grew up in Lorraine, but I live in Elyria now. Inside, he's like, let's go. And I'm, I'm the opposite. So okay. I grew up in Lorraine, now we live in Elyria, and then, but um, from there... I took a class, a photography class for sports and high volume photography. Okay. And then um, I reached out, I reached out to the league because I knew a few of the coaches and I was actually on the net like, hey, I'm trying to do this. And then once they show interest, I'm like, hold on, I'm taking a class actually for this. Let me come back and um, speak to you guys at the table once I have that class under my belt. And then um, from there... We met up and they said, um, you know, a lot of the parents and grandparents are supporters of the youth. They like uh, keychains and buttons. So if uh -huh. you can provide that, you got the contract. So I, you know, changed my whole website dynamic and how I did orders and prints and stuff in that fashion. Right. But I learned some stuff too. Okay. That was very vital from the class. And um, I was able to give that that option. So once I got back, once I got it um, solidified with the website, I met with the uh, the gentleman, and yeah, the rest was history. So that's what's that'll up. be the first organization that I'm a part of. Okay. And once once people see that, it's just gonna trickle down. Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Well, congratulations, man. Uh, yeah, when does that start? 
that will it's the football season so oh, okay it'll be september yeah like yeah about august because we're gonna knock it out early <clears throat> okay yeah so his foot's cool. already in the door so right. at this point it's up exactly point, like, yeah and then like i'm literally caught like yesterday i caught a few people um and said hey you know their their child is in soccer soccer's coming up so i'm i'm trying to think ahead with the sports because a lot of times like basketball just ended so if i was to try to solidify some things with basketball it's already too late or they're wow. already contracted with companies so i'm like football soccer i know somebody that plays <laughs> lacrosse so i'm just reaching out sowing those seeds and then present it to the media platforms and allow those families and friends to share it to their sports and their leagues right because all it takes is like one share nowadays on facebook and yeah. somebody likes your work it's like try like nyb too mm-hmm. i don't think they got a contract on anybody Let's see so who inspired you to first pick up a camera like when when was that like oh this is cool i might try it so the funny story about it uh my background is in art okay so from kindergarten uh, my senior year i was in art class so that was my initial first meeting into create creating so um i actually stumbled into photography but it was something i was destined from from you know i guess the story of my life in general so um i when i was in alabama i had uh so this is like 2012 2013 i purchased a camera just to be able to come back home and capture like family or friends so it was just to have those mm. memories. So uh, from there, you know, I was just cap- I would walk around and capture stuff that caught my eye from you know graffiti, nature, and then uh, just anything. And then I started posting on Facebook. And then I remember somebody was like, "Hey, how much would you charge t- to capture a birthday party?" And I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> that wasn't my intention." Mm-hmm. So I just threw out a price. That seemed reasonable at that time, and they, you know, inquired me for three hours, and then from there, that was like the birth of it. So, uh, you know, that, that, but then also, um, once I started getting more serious with it, one of my grandmother's friends, my grandma passed when I was five, so one of her friends had reached out to me, and uh, she was just saying that she saw the gift of my grandma through me. And I'm like, man, what? So that made me reflect on life. And then uh, I had to think about when I was younger, my grand, my grandmother had like tons of photo albums. Mm-hmm. So that, Just like every other grandma, yeah, man. Yeah, I swear, my grandma yeah. liked that too, bro. So, she got so uh, many. Once, once I had created that connection, I'm like, dang, my grandma did like taking pictures. So it was just like something that I didn't know that was, you know, that I kept or, you know, was able to birth from her mm-hmm. in turn was something that you know allowed me to start this business so nice. that's what's up nice okay. so you moved down to alabama then so yeah so uh i was a knucklehead when i was younger who isn't <laughs> <laughs> no i was i was terrible I, I, and, I remember um, the old Dominique. <laughs> That's what I heard about. Hold him. up, hold Dominique. I was definitely terrible. And uh, one day, my cousin, he was going to school in um, Georgia. It was on Mother's Day. I remember. Okay. And he was like, "Hey, man, I'm about to ride ride out. You want to come?" And I'm like, "Well, I don't got no ties here. 
packed up his my all my clothes in the trunk, put my uh, TV in there, and then we just got on the road. And then uh, I remember driving, and we got to Atlanta, and then we kept driving. An hour passed, two hours passed, and I'm like, man, where are we going? <laughs> like, it's looking like literally like Jeepers Creepers. And I'm just seeing fields and we're we're steady driving and we were so far at the bottom of Georgia, we were literally like an hour from Florida. And um I was out there for I would say less than thirty days and I couldn't find work because of my past. So uh when I was younger I had got a record and that didn't allow me to get a job when I moved to a different state. So um from there I had a cousin that was closer to Atlanta. I moved in with her and I went to school and that whole, you know, two semesters of me staying with her, I still couldn't get to work because of my record. And then one day my aunt, once the semester was over, she's like, Hey, move in, move out here with me and um, I'll get you a job. So I moved out there Friday, Monday, I had a job. That taco bell. I was whooping them tacos. Hey, <laughs> no wrong with Taco Bell's first so shot, right? <laughs> yeah, Jake could work at Taco Bell. Hey, that, that shit was fun. I like working at Taco Bell. Jake, he used to hook me up. Hey, <laughs> oh, if, sure. anybody I knew that came to the drive-thru, went up for pizza, I got you. Man. <laughs> I remember the first time pulling up to the window and seeing him pop out. I'm like, man. <laughs> like, well, I can't, I can't give me my goddamn <laughs> <laughs> no, it was It was very uh, a learning experience because... I was living in a college town, so I, okay. I lived oh, at okay. University of Alabama. So Ooh, when they would tailgate, I should go crazy. You see a bus pull up to Taco Bell, and you like drop everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even get think the, about that. Get the steamer out. You need three beef, three Man. chicken drop ASAP. Like, give us uh, three twelve taco boxes, and it's, yeah. But I learned a lot there. I worked on the campus as well. Yeah. That's, that's what's up, man. So are you, uh, by default, like a Bama fan? At that time, yes. But said, I worked so much that I wasn't even able to, you know, go to the game. Okay. So, I heard their games be jumping, though. Yeah, like, if a game is Friday or Saturday, their tailgate start on Wednesday. What? what? <laughs> Y'all kicking it for three, four days? No, for real. Like, they'll, they'll set up by the mall area. And then you walk over there, and a person literally could just say, like, road tie, and they're going to eat, they're going to drink, whatever. Like, and that, that's the type of environment it was out there. Sounds fun. I ain't even God damn. That. That sounds hot. Jacob, move the mic a little bit from your mouth. Oh, that was it's loud in your ears. Lo- a little loud, yeah. Sorry. Gotta make sure you can hear me. Thank you. Oh, we hear you. <laughs> Thanks, man. But, um... So, reading your bio, and a thing that popped out to me that I thought was pretty cool, just because it kind of relates to Lorraine, is when you go on vacation, you like to try different pizzerias? Yeah. Mm. Is that because of Lorraine has so many different, or no. in this area, or what? No. What is it? It's, it's more so like my wife, she loves pizza. Okay. Uh, so, it's that's like, true. that's one of our things, like uh, pizza and ice cream. Mm, I feel that. So uh, at least I, I got like I want to just put a whole bunch of food on the list, <laughs> but um, yeah, that was one of the things where if we go somewhere trying pizza, uh, I would say the top pizza out here for me is a place in Parma called Stancados. Like I know we're not sponsored by them, but it's fine. It's fine. No, their pizza is clutch. 
Gotta try this thing, Kados. Mm. What is it about their pizza that's like? Yeah, is it the, the crust? Is it the flavor, sauce? The flavor, flavor? the atmosphere. Hmm. Your uh, your appetizers are like this homemade bread and the sauce, and it, mm. it's different. Like, it's hungry, man. <laughs> do, you, do you have a fa- what's your favorite out of state pizza? Yeah, in um, what state? I guess. Yeah, I guess what state? It was. I remember we went to Texas. We were on a fort. Uh, we were in Texas, and my brother-in-law, he graduated from the Air Force. I don't remember the name, but their their setup was kind of like a Chipotle. So you can literally tell them what you want on the pizza, and then after that, they're going to throw it in the bricks, and it was amazing. Oh, that's what's up. Brick pizza's the best. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, definitely got to try pizza, chicken. Like seafood, steak. I'm a ribs, good. I'm a good like breakfast steak. guy. I'm terrible yeah. now, though. Breakfast, I like. Oh, oh are you? You're yeah. Get why, out of here. What? Yeah. What? What caused the switch? It was just like a trial. Like uh, at the time, it was funny. Like my my first instance of stop eating a certain meat was uh, I used to hang around Muslims mm-hmm. and um, pork. The one guy, he's like. Anytime I was hungry, he he was kind of like a big brother. Like he'll always order me stuff, but it was intentional, like turkey breast, chicken breast, or whatever. And then um, I remember it was a holiday, and my dad he was cooking ribs, and I'm like, I'm not Muslim, man. I was eating the ribs. <laughs> but um, from there, I don't know if it was like that time span of not having it. I kind of had like a stomach ache, so then I just stopped eating it from like '07. And then, um, what was it? I'm trying to think what year Ashi graduated. 2011. Yeah, so um, I think Jaleesa was like 2010, or Mikey, if I'm not mistaken. But I stayed out there with them for a little bit in D.C. And uh, like the roommates, it was like one was a vegetarian, one was a vegan, other one was pescatarian. Mm. And like their meals were amazing. And I'm like, you know what? I could try this. So that's what initially like sparked the idea of just wanting change, and then I just gradually removed things from my um, my diet from there. So I think two twenty ten I stopped eating beef, and then twenty eleven I stopped eating chicken and turkey, and I did seafood all the way to nineteen, and um, I just got an allergic reaction. Mm. So yeah, I I don't know if it was just a selfish allergic reaction, but I just threw everything out from there. Like that was a reason for Hell me to stop. yeah, that's enough for me to stop yeah, it right yeah. there. <laughs> so what's your go to vegetarian dish? Cause I cause I know like it's, it's hard. <laughs> because like I'm like I know I have friends that like have dietary restrictions or that are vegetarian. So and I like to cook. So I'm kinda trying to like learn a little bit of like what is best to cook that's vegetarian. So I guess is the best way to say it. So uh like me I'm half like I'm half Puerto Rican, so my wife had to learn a little bit of Puerto Rican like food ethnicity. Okay. So she'll make um like veggie pastelillos for me. Okay. So um that you can't go wrong with beans and rice. <laughs> no. But um it like I just I try a little bit of everything. Like I'll go on Pinterest and just look up like veggie recipe and then I'll go get the stuff and try to make it. Okay. That's what's up. So, question: Like, when you made the switch from like not eating red meat, the processed foods as much, like, how did your body 
feel afterwards like not having it like so i have spurts and it's, it's definitely a learning experience because you can you can see a individual that's a vegetarian and they, and they still have the weight on them like um because oftentimes when a person removes something they consume something more so if a yep. person removes the meats they're going to eat more of the pastas they're going to meet eat more of the bread so in turn they're really not losing anything so like right now for myself um my church they're doing like a consecration so for for me i always this this month when i did it i'm like you know what i'm a vegetarian i felt like that was cheating because i already not eating meat Mm-hmm. So I'm I made it more stricter. Like for the whole month of March, I'm doing uh just straight raw vegetables and fruit, and I haven't even eaten yet today. Also, you're doing the wow. inter- intermediate fasting on top of the veggies, and I want to get on that kick too. I just don't have a written out plan or formula. So yeah, I, I would just say if you want to start it, just gradually do it, um, and it can go from you know taking a few few meats away. And then going from, I don't want to say just go cold turkey in it. No, mm-hmm. Because from there. Everybody was going to shock. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, uh, the biggest thing is what people don't know until they fast is that um, when it comes to the removal of the sugar, like your body, our bodies are so addicted to sugar that like that second or third day, you're just having like painful migraines uh-huh. because your, your body wants it. So um, like. From from back to what your question was, like for me eating this way for the past few days, I feel very energetic, and I'm not as hungry as mm. I typically be because I'm like a snacker. Yeah, that's my problem too. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Also, in your bio, you talked about your first love was basketball. Yeah. Was you a hooper? Like, was was Go. you out there like you serving see, up you dimes? See the in here, man. Animal <laughs> King's finest, bro. <laughs> well, like. There's some people on the couch. I don't want to drop no names. John, that made a basketball team that should not have made Bruh. a basketball team. Bruh. So I just want to make sure if we got a legit hooper or a pretender. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's the best way to say it. Hey, bro, I'm about to jump over this table. <laughs> true, true. No, I was, I was, I was a you know a pretty pretty decent player. Okay. Um, Better than Ash, you could say it. We all know you were. I just remember, like growing up, like he was one of the people I looked up to. Okay, so was he was better than like, me. Yeah, he, of course, older <laughs> okay. than me. So like, it was like players like him, Pinkerton, uh, Jerio, Nixon, like athletes that like used to compete, and I just like watch them, and I'm like, okay, that's what's up. Yeah. So yeah, for me, uh, it was different. Like my, I, I give like a lot of my props to. Um, Russell and Curtis from the Salvation Army. Shout out to Russ. He, we're actually going to have him on the show soon. Perfect. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those those were great mentors when it came to hoop. My dad was a basketball player as well, so he, you know, ignited some things on that. But um, yeah, like being being playing at the South in the parks, I, I felt like that gave like a different heart when it came to the court because my attitude on the court was just different. Like. Definitely, definitely was like a, I had like a dog mentality or I played like I had a chip on my shoulder. Okay. So it was just like, you knew like, man, that, that guy got some type of struggle or something. So, <laughs> gay plays like, gay plays like that. Gabe's a hard nose basketball player, man. So, uh, that, that was a, a good component, but, um, but yeah, that was, that was the first love and 
I was I was real serious with it until probably like my freshman year, cause um, middle school middle school I was ranked in the in the state of Ohio because we played against some ranked players and that's pretty dope. Yeah, we did pretty good on that. And then the coach at Emerald King at the time, Miguel Curl, he had sent me out to Columbus my freshman year at uh, the Nike the Nike All American camp. And I was ranked in that because I made it to the All Star team in that in that league. But once I once I got into school, we I think we might have had like three different varsity coaches. Okay. So then that's that's kind of like when that whole you know nature versus nurture kind of kicked in for me because of where yep. I lived at. Okay. Um, the Salvation Army had closed by the time I was in middle school, so it was a big shift in just reality for real. So yeah. But I, I continue to play because that was just something to keep me out of trouble. But I was still distracted. Like that's one of the things I do like regret. Like, okay, should have took it in more serious. Do you do you have like a favorite highlight or memory in your head that you just like remember? Like you could just be shooting the shit with your boys back. You know what? There was this one time I, I did this or posterized somebody. I had I actually had like a few um, game winners. Okay, I mean you got that in common. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he shoots like like half core shots to end the game and it's like his shot was like this. He don't even got a form, like bro, you just throw hey, it. Hey. But I hit that shit. It's like when you're playing pickup and it's like you don't guard him ever, but it's like you let him shoot, but then he'll hit the shot and be like, What the game. hell? Yeah, like, Hey, look, I can't and then, and then he'll look at you like, guard me. Like, no, and then, like, <laughs> yeah, I don't need to guard you. He'll talk about that one highlight for, like, months. Like, Hey, look, it's been a solid five years, and I'm still going off that highlight, bro. Yeah. No, but, yeah, the game, the game when a versus rival team was pretty, like, intense. That's pretty dope. Yeah. So what year did you uh, graduate from King, then? 07. 07. Oh, okay. Wait, you probably, you probably know my brother. Did you know JT Bennett? Tall ginger. I'm good with faces. Okay. okay. I'm probably a little older, brother. Alex Saunders. He was on the football team. Light skin. Work mm-hmm. at Ford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was working out with uh, Melissa. Mm-hmm. Everybody working at Ford, man. What the fuck? <laughs> Why can't I get in? <laughs> That's just crazy that you brought up the Salvation Army days, because I remember, like, Russell and Curtis, like, opening the gym to, like, the community, and, like, that used to be the place to be, like, there, Central Park, like, again, only dogs were allowed to play up there. Like, if you weren't relatively, like, decent, you're not getting on the court. Yeah, and another thing, too, um, we had, like, fake rivalries, like, uh, territory beefs or whatever. But if, like, if you were a real hooper, you were allowed to go to Oakwood and play at night under the lights. Mm-hmm. So, it was like, you didn't, yeah, you didn't have to worry about nothing if you were a hooper. And then, um, yeah, we used to go from Central, Oakwood, went to, like, Strongsville and Hoop. It was just different spots that we would go and compete against other people. That's what's up. Kind of like an underground like basketball. Like Baller's league. Life. Yeah. Before yeah. Baller's Life. Yeah, before Baller's Life type of deal. That's but now you want to get back into playing, though, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a desire. <laughs> it is? Yeah. So um, I tried to Hoop Friday. I was actually on the highway coming out here. And then I checked with Ash, and he's like, yeah, we're not hooping today. I had to turn back around. I'm sorry. It was date night Friday, so. Do, do you golf at all? I, I actually, no. I don't golf yet. 
Get with us this summer. He's he's open minded. See, that's yeah. good. You gotta be you gotta be open minded to it. Yeah, I got clubs. I bought clubs. Oh, he's he's a step ahead of me. Oh yeah, he's a step. Yeah, um, pretty much like last year. Let me see. Last year I went to uh, Top Golf, and I know how to swing because one of my English teachers was the um, Mister Mister Maisie. Mr. Yeah, Maisie was a golf coach, so he used to have his racket where uh you had to kind of perfect your form with a swing or it'll mechanically break so i would try and practice and swing on that and when we went to top golf i was trying to remember how to swing and i couldn't hit the ball like i wanted to so and i just swung at it like a baseball now i was launching the ball so my uh, my wife recorded i put it on facebook and somebody said I was swinging like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> but it was going far. So from there, uh, a relative reached out and he's like, hey, I want you to go with me when it gets warm. And then I told him that I would. And then uh, like a few months later, he like unexpectedly passed away. So I was like, you know what? I made a promise to him. I'm going to get some clubs. Got him. Just, yeah, I'm going to use them this season. Nice. I'm going to go to the range first. Yeah, I was going to say go... Go to a range first, because that's when I first took John and Osh with me. I didn't have them go to a range, yeah. and they was just like, "Yeah, I was like." Oh, have man. you ever been to one at a range at all? No, no. Okay, no range. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so there. So when you get your uh, basket of balls, okay, there's a back. There's oh, like gonna gosh. be a set of buckets <laughs> yeah. next to the make thing. Sure you, all right. Make, make sure, sure you, you use that and don't let your balls just disperse all over the fucking. That's ground. what. That's what this guy did. I, I, I meet him there one night. He's like. Dude, if you would have came here 10 minutes earlier, you would have seen a show. I'm like, what do you mean? He was like, well, I didn't know you put you hooked up the buckets. They didn't say nothing the about ball. that. I'm like, John, you have your master's. I would think you're smart enough <laughs> to see Bruh. the bucket. Bruh. It, 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 it said nothing on the thing, on the machine. And then the buckets were like tucked away on the side that you didn't you didn't even see them. Bro, they're and, right there. Well, I've never been to a range. And I, I was waiting for him to come. So I bought 90 balls. I'm like, all right. Whoop. It was like a little touch screen. I said 90 balls. Boop. Card. Boop. And all of a sudden, I heard it like turn it up. And it was like. <laughs> on the ground and everybody was sitting there uh there's people that were on the range right behind it and they were like trying to help me pick up the ball I'm like, this is embarrassing <laughs> i'm about to leave <laughs> but yeah yeah I'm, if you want to go golfing hit me up but i'd love to go yeah i started golfing last year and i'm pretty much ranked at this point so. I, do. <laughs> I had two memes yesterday i sent this dude in a golf group chat I'm like ash this is you like Gotta make sure I get a new driver. That's what's wrong with my shot. I'm like, okay, Ash. It was actually. And then two weeks later, yeah, I went back to my old driver. That that one wasn't working for me. I'm like, bro, it's just, it's how you swing. He's like, I'm not like you. I'm not that bad. I'm like, <laughs> okay. Do you do anything else uh, like sports wise, like kickball, softball? Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. I I just like I feel as an adult more. I appreciate like the younger years of just doing the outside stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, kickball. If it's I done tried to set up, like I'm the I'm the guy that'll make a post and be like, hey, let's do let's go to the tennis court. Like, hey, let's go here. Or I'll get like some rackets or whatever. Or uh, trying to do like bowling. So I buy all the stuff, but a lot of times it don't even get used. But I'm the guy to try to initiate okay that's, that's pretty little, cool. like a leadership myself right yeah. yeah yeah you do you ball out on them yeah are you nice no i'm, I'm okay okay <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to tell me average gabe uh my average no what are you gonna i'll just say i threw a 240 
uh, three yesterday. Hey, that's all I'm gonna say. Nice, yeah, no, <laughs> very good game. No, that's great. But, uh, <laughs> I feel like a lot of people too. They don't know like with with bowling, um, you can have literally you can average like a one sixty and get a free ride. Mm. Shit. But the thing is, bowling is the same season as basketball. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, so it, gotcha. it just gets lost. That's why Mookie Best does it. Mookie Betts, he plays baseball in the MLB, and he does, like, the whole, uh, like, bowling season. Nice. So, if you can look back in high school, what sport would you have played more of versus just basketball? I probably would have tried out for track. Because mm-hmm. I, I remember um, coming out of basketball practice, they had they had the bar, like the jump bar. And uh, I think Matumbo, it was a classmate at my – at the time, he had jumped over and cleared it. I was like, man, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, no form at all, just literally cleared it. And nice. Then, and then the, the track coach was like, who are you? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you need to come out for this. But it was, again, it was like those distractions where I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to give up this time and miss out. That's what I thought I was going to miss out on something. Mm. Yeah, that's I think my favorite memories from high school when I tell everybody that just all my practices, baseball practice, basketball practice, just like anything that's sports wise, that's that's the only thing I really miss from high school now. I wish I would have sure. did golf in high school. Now that I think about it and like how much I like to golf, I'm like, I really wish I would have did it. Oh so why you could have been bad longer or <laughs> <laughs> So also in your bio, you said your guilty pleasure T V show is Yellowstone. Yeah. Do you Man. have a guilty pleasure music like song that you like whatever it is, like it just makes you <laughs> like just quiver, huh? Is that, is that what you're quiver, going for? Like, like it could be like the most random song that you would never think that person would listen to, and it's just like that's that's my go to guilty pressure song. So, pretty much his favorite alternative song that people wouldn't think they catch him listening to. Is that what you're exactly about? like? Thank you. But no, music has no genders, you can't be like he, but, can, he can listen to whatever the fuck he wants. True, but like, okay, but no, like, I, I, I get say. what you're saying, okay. But it's like for me, like, I don't know, like, personally, I'm terrible with like favorites and different stuff like that because I just appreciate everything okay i don't really have like a favorite song or a favorite anything okay that's fair that's fair watch your questions man you be sounding suspect (laughs) how does that sound i'm not even gonna ask how that sounds suspect can you answer in your own question then what's your what's your favorite uh Guilty. I got, <laughs> I got a couple. I mean, you could see me driving down the street listening to some Lady Gaga applause. Like, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised at that. I've had pe- I've been dancing in my car singing a, a song, and I've had people record me. Like, I don't care. Wait, you said pause, Lady Gaga? No, I said applause. Oh, okay. that's the name that's of the song. Applause. You said pause, yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah. Whatever. Don't talk. I mean, that's again. Music. You, do you have a song that you that you jam out to? I appreciate all the good music from Lizzo to. Doesn't even matter, like Lady Gaga. Country music? No. Hit him up yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, I can't do country. I tried, but I can't just, you do country. I just when I listen to it, I'm like, man. My what about dog, rap my country? Dog just died, huh? What so, rap country. Who? I seen Chance the Rapper did. Uh, <laughs> what, what's that? Chanelli song? Yes. <laughs> in the country style. Nah, really? I, I listen to that. Though, he did that, but like, <laughs> I just I don't gravitate towards. You don't like Morgan Wallen, dog. 
Because album came out. I'm not listening to it. Shit, right. It's, it's yeah. just it's it's a lot of songs, bro. I got to listen to it in ways, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you hit me with a 30 piece, I'm like, ah, bro. Chill <laughs> out. Chill out. Oh, maybe because growing up, I wasn't familiar with the country music. And, that, and that's fair. Because, you, know, you know, I grew up in an R&B, 90s, mm-hmm. 80s mm-hmm. type of vibe. That's so. all I've been listening to, like, the last two weeks, heavy. Yeah. I'm gonna start doing what you said though, like so. Oh, no yeah. rap before. Noon. Yeah, no rap, no rap before. No rap before noon, dog. Yeah. It just why is that? Spirit, though. I just, just feel like good. honestly, like if you're forced to like listen to anything that isn't violence like re- related, you're gonna you're gonna have a better mindset within the day. Okay. No, for sure. I, I agree. I like that. I like that philosophy. Yeah. So I start my mornings off with the smooth operator by Sade. Man, I, I appreciate you dropping some of those musics in the group chat the other day. Who? That was me. He dropped something. <laughs> you dropped two songs. Well, I tried to like every other yeah. day. Yeah. Just... So yeah, I'm, lately I've been going to the gym like super crazy. Um, and I told him like the only thing I've been listening to is this classic R and B. No, that's intense. <laughs> <laughs> it's straight classic R and B while you're working out. Be careful, man. You're gonna be fucking them weights, man. <laughs> <laughs> so Dominic, we asked you all these questions. Do you have any questions for us? What? Um, like, how was this birthed? Go because ahead, Jacob. You guys said it's been about two years, so you're looking at like the latter and the COVID. Yeah, mm-hmm. pretty started much. COVID. Yeah. So it basically started um, in oh, the, yeah, in the summer too. of 20. Basically, um, these two spring, guys, spring of 20, spring whatever, spring of 20. We just pause real quick. I think we should literally put a jar. Don't put nothing on it. And one of us, like each time, like we should rotate. Have to put a dollar in that jar every time we get this question, just to like yeah. count. How many dollars, like, at the end of the year, we've been asked that question. But no, it it started from uh, from those those two guys over there talking about uh, creating a podcast. And then um, they kind of, like, got everybody wrangled in uh, slowly. It was was me and Dosh, and then Gabe was around, and then we had another friend of ours that was on here. Um, And it just spurred from us buying really shitty equipment. Oh, yeah, that was rough. It was rough. We had, like, these really shitty microphones and... A fucking uh, soundboard. Oh, yeah, that little two-piece soundboard. Oh god, that was, was bad. bad. So, so now the equipment we have now and what we're, what we're uh, what we've done in the last two years. My bad, that was my stomach. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, the fuck was that? what we've done in the past two years has been really good. We've brought on a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, artists, um, teachers, real, realtors, teachers. You know, I don't know if you remember Brian Clark from Emerald King. Yeah. He's an English teacher. He, we brought him on last year. <laughs> yeah, 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 we had him on. Yeah. So just a whole bunch of different people um, in our lives that we want to just highlight what they're doing. We've had Javon Terrence on. Okay. Yeah, so the idea is just to, like, we know local celebrities that don't get enough flowers like they're supposed to. So, like, our platform kind of, like, gives them another shelf life of, like, we appreciate all you've done. Share your story. Like, because somebody else may need some information that you're saying yeah it's feedback what asha said um we also like want to cast a wider net that's why by the end of this year our media group will be producing five podcast shows which i think is a very ambitious goal for us just from starting out where we started off at with really no clear direction of like yeah we wanted to start a show but besides that we didn't know nothing else to it and plus, like, mm-hmm. it's the consistency of doing something and getting the results of, like, yes. we stay consistent at this for quite a while. We'll become, I don't know, the iHeartMedia of Lorraine type of deal. Like That's cool with me. Or something in that projector. Because, again, like, we're in the age group now where it's, like, our influence is going to carry on to Broadway. And we want to eventually get ourselves on Broadway and be, like, we're the face of the next shift of Lorraine. 
Right. Well, Jacob's going to try to get it to Broad Street, but... Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, hey, hey, insider information. I might look, I'm might i looking at a house in Lorraine tomorrow, so mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. be John's neighbor. All we'll right. see. Now, now, Dominic, I, got, I have a couple questions for you. All right. So you mentioned earlier the Urban League and, and stuff you're doing. Are you still doing those things actively? or? Yeah, so in the summer, uh, one of the things that we do is once, once the youth get out of school, uh, brother and my... We do uh, fitness, fitness training, mentoring, and then we try to introduce them to entrepreneurship as well. Nice. So that's pretty much like from they, they get out of school all the way back to when school starts. Mm-hmm. And that we do Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. So we keep it early to make sure the kids are like really about it. Mm-hmm. And we're probably with them maybe an hour and a half to two hours a day. Yeah, it goes a long way. That's amazing. That's amazing. Like you said, community based, and when you can't, when you can do it, you can, you love to do that. And that's amazing. Yep. That. Uh, then too, like the next thing, because I'm trying to think of the months so or in March. So the next project will be like the Juneteenth. So we do a a big Juneteenth celebration um, at Fort at Home, Fulton Parks, or John. What is his name? I don't. Uh, Will, Johnny Wilson Park? Yeah, Johnny yeah. Wilson Park. So we're not Fulton Park, but yeah. we do something from there. And like, if it's you guys water time, might yeah. see it, yeah, we, we tend to have like two to 300 people out there. Right. Just giving back to the community. And I also seen that uh, you're starting to do like teach financial wellness to people. Yeah, so um, that's a that's a good piece. And I feel like I, I actually got to do one this month. So I'm going to reach out to the people. Uh, I wanted to gear it towards individuals 18 to 26, I think I did. But then a lot of my own peers like reached out to me and was like, hey, I need that too. So uh, I'm going to do another one probably in like two weeks. But I want to keep it at uh, at least 15 people, work with them like four, four sessions, and then get a new group and then just keep recycling it. So then build from there, get the data, um, find a grant writer for some grants and stuff and then be able to utilize that and then bring other speakers in because I have people that are in like um, like life insurance policies, realtors and different entities came like reached out to me as well once they saw that I was doing that and I, I feel like that's big because mm-hmm. we, we weren't really taught that especially when it comes to like life insurance policies. Oh no of course yeah yeah it's just one of those things you don't think of until like that moment happens and it's like well it's a gray area for a lot of people but again like getting into the wealthy mindset it's like that's what they use or like i would like i was a beneficiary of life insurance policy and i didn't even know like like i i heard of it like i was aware of what it was but i was like what like i wasn't like he you know one of those things like oh really oh okay like i was completely lost and naive to the whole notion of a life insurance policy policy until i was a recipient one i'm like oh this is actually very smart yeah especially with me having kids i'm like yeah that's something i need to really look into no for sure so that that's like one of the things we're going into the financial piece to be taught and make the awareness about it because a lot of times you know we it's just that lack of knowledge or like i said like that gray area because i know uh wealthier wealthier families they utilize that as uh like their banks for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I've seen like, you know, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers and 
them, they, they pretty much have a trust. So they buy a universal policy or a cash, a cash value policy. And then every, every family member, they have their own policy and then they can utilize the money from that to create different businesses. And then say, if a family member was to pass out in that unit, that policy would just f- fuel that pot back up. Mm. So it's not really a loss. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, so ideally, like, you're recycling your own money. Like, it's yeah, staying yeah. in the pot and, like, it never leaves your circle. Yep. Oh, wow. So, um, like, me me and my first cousins, we've, uh, I ignited, like, a conversation with them where we'll meet on Zoom and then we'll just have some goals, talk about different stuff, and then just try to build. Because one of the things, like, right now, they can make anything in the world, but they can't remake land. So my biggest thing is to try to uh, acquire land to have. Yep. And then back to like the show of the Yellowstone, like seeing that they had so much land that all of these other entities were trying to come in and take it from them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never so seen I, the show. I want to be under the radar. Like, right. Great I show. I want to have enough land, but I don't want to have as much where people were trying to come, come and take it. That's that's hmm. something I'm trying to get back into too because I've taken real estate classes before, and I've always had this notion of like I want to flip a house, whether it's twenty or just one. Like I want to put my hat in the in the ring and do at least one in my life. Gotcha. To see if I can even do it. You know, I could set out to do it, not make any money or break even. But like, you know what, this isn't for me. Yeah. But I want to. I believe I have enough knowledge and I've accumulated enough research to at least try it wholeheartedly one time me too like i'm in it uh not just yet um but one of my one of my goals is to acquire uh property because with being an entrepreneur i have to view things different because i don't have a retirement i don't have a 401k to be matched by anybody so um for my wife and i we're both entrepreneurs so we have i dabble a little bit in stock got a little savings trying to build it a little bit more like i'll i'll sit in property auctions to see and if i'm able to buy some at the time i'll pull the trigger um the last one that i went to it was an annual one so they typically do it in the fall and uh everything was just going too high price stupid so it was like my the brother that i do the training with in the summer me and him will sit next to each other we we kind of agree like if we wanted if we saw something that we wanted, we'd go half of each other. And he's hit me again. <laughs> it was over the Hardy's building. Okay, okay. And he's like, Man, bro, let's get this building and I was like, I don't I didn't see the vision. And hmm. he's like, Oh, it could be a, a a venue and I'm like, It's not big enough. So like that was where we were at that moment, but the properties, it was like burnt houses that were going oh, for like twenty eight thousand stupid. It's like I knew one house for sure off Oberlin Avenue, like had a, a huge hole in this roof. It caught on fire and somebody just went and bid off of the Google image Ooh. and paid like thirty something thousand for it. Bro. So mm. it sat probably over ten years, so I know like the, the piping work on and everything. So just seeing that, but ultimately I do want to get into the properties because that would be my use of retirement. So oh, yeah. I, have, I have life insurance policy set up, but then also like have a property that can be, um, this one, this one is a residual that can be for solely retirement. 
or these two could be for retirement. This one could be for when we do have a child and go that way. This one could be for savings. This one could just be for travel. So um, just accrue all of those and then allow to do a sale. I, li I like your financial mindset because it kind of reminds me of something I, I can't remember if it was something I read or a picture that I saw, but it's like a table. You're, you're not going to have a one-income table because it's not stable. It's not. But, you you know, you, from how it sounds from your point of view, okay, you're, you're seeking for that four-legged table or that five-legged table to make sure your financials just stable for anything. Yeah. Well, ideally, like, opportunities in the mind of the, the holder. Like, so you see a tree, and I'll say, metaphorically, God gave us trees, right? But for a visionary, you see, I can build a boat. I can build a table. I can build the only thing out of this one substance. So it's like you have to look at something and have a vision for it. So not for sure. Why'd your mind go to treehouse? Because you said a tree. Treehouse. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what? I look for shelter. Yeah. You could build a house though. Why would you a regular house? <laughs> treehouse is cool. And what I learned because I was telling you guys about like hunting and stuff. So my neighbor, he's he gave me game on. Uh, he's looking for acres. So. You can have, I know he was looking in the Virginias and it might've been like a hundred, a hundred acres. And, um, I'm like, man, a hundred acres. My mind says like the taxes on that annually would be crazy. And he's like, run it out though. No, but listen, <clears throat> so for him, he's like, well, I would keep it as a classification of hunting and, um, like gaming grounds. So in turn, if, if he had X amount of acres, he can either one, bring an RV, which he already has, on the property, and the taxes will never change. And you're looking at literally like less than $500 a, a year for over 100 acres. So uh, when, when it comes to that, you have that set up, but then he can create a barn. If, if he builds something that's natural... The classification never changes but if he wanted to do like a brick and mortar on that that land that's when everything changes right so then the taxes would change so he's like i'm gonna go out there be on my rv and live off the land so that's that's like a big big hmm. vital thing for me and like for this season i'm gonna be doing my own garden as well yeah, yeah. And, your, and your bio said that um, you, you enjoy land, like cutting the grass and stuff like that. And is that just kind of like full circle moment from like when you did that, get, like when you would do that for like chores and stuff? It kind of brings you back to when you were five. Right. Yeah, well, my grandfather. So it was just like, I felt like those type of duties was just something that I appreciated. And it, it became more of like a, a custom. Okay. So a lot of times it's like, you know, if we saw it growing up, it becomes natural as we get older. So, um, yeah, it was just like one, one of those things where my dad and I, we, at a point we were doing the landscaping together that built a relationship. So that kind of flowed into once I had my own grass to cut that I took pride in that as well. That's mm -hmm. what's up. That's, that's what's up. I like that full circle moment right there. Mm -hmm. I hate like how everybody is like, with grass. Like, you see one person cutting the grass and then oh, you're like, all right, that's I gotta true. cut um, my grass. Me and my neighbor. <laughs> hey, look. <laughs> and it's like a, it's like an unspoken like uh, uh, disagreement. Like, nah, my, my, mine's the law's the best. Wait, look, there's uh, my neighbor. She, she's like <clears throat> 75 year old. And she, I'll tell you what, weekly, cause it's just her weekly. I'm like, 
That's probably her exercise. You're though. trying to make me cut my grass more because you're. I gotta keep up with you. You should see my neighborhood. So we have. It's like a closing area, and it's ten houses. Okay. And I want to say that the individuals next to us, they're my age. Um, the people, the two families across the street, they're kind of my age as well. And then everyone else is retired. So you said a week. These people are cutting their grass Don't like every, three, every days. three days. Oh, Ooh. God. Oh, oh, man, hell no. My neighbor, the one, the guy who's, you know, taught me a little about hunting, he'll cut the grass one day at like a four. And then Shut he'll up. come back the next day and cut it out of three so it doesn't distress the, the, the lawn. There's a whole science behind it. Or if, if, oh, people. if I cut the grass, so say if he did his two-day two thing, okay. and then I was to cut the grass that next day, he's going to come and cut the grass. <laughs> <laughs> so I do it on purpose. That's funny. So I do stuff like that, or I'll just wake up early. Because like our time zone probably is like... Eight. Okay. You could do it at eight o'clock. Everybody be cool. Okay. If I'm out there by eight, somebody's gonna be out there with me cutting at. <laughs> like, oh, he out here. Okay, well, got him a little. Let me go get the shoes on there. Right, let me start my engine. <laughs> Man, can't let the minority be. <laughs> All right. Is that want to leave into mental health check, guys? Is that uh, cool with everybody? Well, what time are we at? We at fifty three. Fifty three. So every episode we go into a mental health check. Okay. One through ten, how we are mentally, physically, financially. You just give a number. Ash, why don't you go first? Because you're the best scale. at it. Um, this week I'm at a. I'm at about nine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, why would you? I wanted you to do a ten. I mean, no, no. <laughs> I discourage people um, from it's saying. Just because, like yesterday, you know, I did indulge, and you know, I had a good time yesterday, but I'm kind of. Feeling the after effects of it today. You're getting old there, bro. Yeah, I'm learning that too. Sh- struggle. I can't be, you know, out here. Got to pace yourself. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> probably get some food. Mm, I'll be good. Yeah. Preach. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. <laughs> Man, I'm like halfway hungover, halfway fasting. My accident. <laughs> I'm, I'm fasting by accident right now. Um, no, I had a good week, man. It was a good week. Um, stressful work, though. I was just... A, just dealing with a lot of people and a lot of the situations, it's just, you sometimes just got to close your door and just like breathe for a minute and just settle down. Um, had a really good uh, date nights with my girlfriend. We went out uh, last night, we did karaoke, and I actually sung for the first time at karaoke, so that was cool. All right. You know, look, there's a I video somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, as far as anything else, I'm really hungry, so... That's probably affecting my score. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go like an eight and a half right now. I'm everything's good as far as like clarity goes and, and future goals are going. Um, yeah, I can't complain. So I will say though, I'm saying discipline because I was not gonna go to the gym today, but I went. So That's what's up. how many days you go to sleep? This week, since March first, I've been going every day. Mm. I've gone to two a days, but I don't want to over exert myself. So if you do, just go for like heavily like. Heavy reps, not like heavy reps, but like many. Like, yeah, so usually I'll do cardio in the morning and then I'll come back and do like weights in the afternoon. So, that's what I, got I'm a, I got a question before we move on. Before we move on, mm-hmm. getting up in the morning, you get up early because you get up oh, before yeah, work, 4 a.m. club. Can you guys just give me some tips, man? I'm trying so hard to get up early and I just can't. Best advice I can give you get your ass up. <laughs> 
Yeah. Set the alarm. Don't hit the snooze so four what's, times. What time are you? What's your goal? Well, we have we have a six o'clock alarm, and then we have a six fifteen and a six thirty. Um, so what are you what are you allowing yourself to wake up to then the six thirty one because then you might as well just shut the first two off and then wake up and get up. <laughs> I mean, no, but so, I'm being serious. So no, don't honestly, wake up in increments. Just wake up and get up like I, that. I know, but so so what we our goal is like okay six thirty, but the six o'clock alarm is in the other room and it makes me get up. So at least now at, at that point I'm up. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's like okay. I hear you. Then that's that's kind of cool. Though. So it's kind of like a little like like a little. Little, little mini timer. Mm-hmm. We'll touch on the shoulder, but but no, honestly, know. just like you got to set an intention though the day before. Like I'm going to get up at this time. You got to have a goal. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to accomplish when you get up though? Like, you going to the gym or you going? I'm to trying. Work? I'm trying, but I got my gym member show. I'm paying them rent right now. So <laughs> just donating your money at this point. <laughs> Where you at, Gabe? Um, I would say I'm at like a nine. The devil been working hard, but uh, I ain't going out like that, bro. All right. I feel it. I feel That's it. All I'm gonna say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mr. Dominic, I would say for myself, I'm at like a eight and a half. I would say like a nine and a half once, um, because I've been working on my website, so like that's been uh, taking a lot out of me. <laughs> and then uh, I know a few few invoices are gonna get paid, so once that happens, that's I'll get a higher number. Nice. nice, Mr. Cliff. I'm at a solid eight. I'm not too high. I'm not too low. It's been a steady week. Um, could have won some money yesterday that would have put me at a ten. But outside of that, good old parlay. <laughs> so uh, man, one leg. The fight before the main event. There was an upset. Yeah, that bullshit ass upset. Man. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so angry. That's why I'm at an eight. Okay. So with that being said, I mean, it's all good. I only lost five dollars. Could have won two forty. So I went to that two forty. I'm a solid and a half. Um, I earlier this week I had a parlay going. I had a five dollars to win four hundred or something. I just needed the seventy sixers to outscore the Miami Heat in the first quarter. All the other seven legs hit, but you know they couldn't do that. So whatever. That's but, when they call it in like, hey, somebody got a seven legger right on the eight. Right, fuck it up. Mm-hmm. But besides that, I mean, this week's been pretty good. I've been looking at different tips to make us more cost efficient. Um, looking at different programs to. Smooth out our operations and stuff like that. And besides that, looking at houses. So everything's been going good. Heck yeah. But heck yeah. Is that it? Is that the episode, guys? Uh, yep. Oh, let's give a shout out to our sponsor, uh, Creative Genius Brand. Make sure you go on the website, www.creativegeniusbrand.org. Click on the tab IOU. Get yourself some merch. Oh, I am dropping new merch for us this month. That's so what I like to stay hear. Stay tuned for uh, that. Um, copy. But besides that, I'm going to drop yours. Oh, so you okay. drop your drop, your, drop your handles. How, how can we get to uh, Mr. Dominique? So, Other than these amazing business cards, by the way. Fire. No, uh, so all my handles from Instagram, Facebook. So uh, first, first XXIV um, Media Group. And then my website, it should be complete by, I would say by... Well, this Wednesday, I'm gonna, I was gonna say Friday, but Wednesday. Okay, there you go. Completed, updated. Mm-hmm. I was waiting on my domain to be transferred, so um, I have made a shift from platforms of my website. But by Wednesday, that'll be done, and that is www.firstxxiv.com. Mm-hmm. That's what twenty four. Yep. Okay, that's why I, I was like, just numbers and letters and 
I get confused. And you're like Alan uh, off the hangover trying yeah, to like, Yeah, I, that's how I felt right there. I was like, X, yeah. I know that's time. You got you to gotta jump for us today, bud. Yeah, I do. I know for sure that what we dwell on is who we become, and that's by Miss Oprah Winfrey. She a Shout boss. Out Oprah. Shout out to Oprah. Well, it's been another episode of It's On Us. Everybody take care. And bye, Mom. See ya.